Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 8.35 on Thursday, the 7th of September. It can mean only one thing at this time of the week. You have joined us live on House of Property. Maybe you're following us live on Facebook or YouTube. Maybe you're catching up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Whichever way you are with us today, it is a joy, a privilege and an honour to be in your company on this Thursday morning. And... I'm not alone. You would be disappointed if I were. I am with my friend and colleague, Katie the Grifter Griffin. Grifter, good morning, good morning, good morning. How the devil are you, my darling? I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good, apart from the fact that I forgot to bring the coffee into the office. So I've had to go to the little machine down the road in the spa and get a Costa, which I'm holding up. Now, I've got a quick question for you. When you go for this, because obviously, again, I wasn't eco-friendly and didn't bring my recyclable cup. Um, do you stuff. drink it with the lid on or, or off? This is my conundrum for the morning, because I find if you drink it with the lid on, A, I'm a bit worried it might drop down. But if you've got lipstick, lipstick goes on the lid of the cup and I think it all looks horrible. But how do you drink yours? A nightmare. So this is a real first world problem, isn't it? And I, <laughs> first of all, I take, I take the lid off for two reasons. One, it's always a black Americano, so it's red hot. And I don't want to burn my oh. sensitive lips. And two, I have trust issues and I don't trust those little plastic things that they're not going to spill coffee or drip down my shirt in the morning. So um, I always take the lid off. Always take the lid off. Grifton, rate your week, my darling. Rate your week. I think it's got to be a nine. Okay, yeah. and the reason oh, why it's a nine, yeah, really like, ooh, yeah. Um, I was going to read word then, um, because I have negotiate renegotiated a sale that I thought was going to go tits up, and I'm really really pleased with it. And secondly, I've gone to best and final bids on a property and achieved an exceptional almost ten percent over the asking price, which was quite a full asking price. So I'm actually a bit on cloud nine at the moment. I'm a little bit excited. It seems to be that. Whilst the sun has come out, the summer's meant to be over, and the summer's come out, and we're meant to be going into the autumn market. Obviously, children have gone back to school, sun has come out. Um, there seems to be a bit more of a feel-good factor out there. It's not all doom and gloom, although the headlines obviously state it is. So I'm feeling that there's a bit of confidence, but only in one bit of the market. A bit of confidence has returned in this little bubble. And then you've got the other half of the market, which is still really, really hard work. How has your week been? Oh, I love that. That's good, because... A, a sale saved at this moment in time is worth two new ones, isn't it? So definitely 100% well done there. And there is a best of final offers mentality out there. I had that this yeah. week too, last week. Um, and it just gives you that security to know that there's one more than one buyer. It just keeps the pressure on the chosen buyer that there's people sat at the heels ready that if they yeah. don't continue or makes them look at a slightly skewed survey in a different way. Um, here's my prediction, actually. I uh, I think we're going to have a good autumn. I think it's going to be a good autumn. And actually, that might have some momentum going into the winter. But I think we're going to have a really good autumn. I think there's a bit of confidence returning. I think people are seeing that this is normal, that they're not being quite so scared by interest rates. I know there is a sector out there that's struggling with interest rates, but bear in mind that they were all stress tested to six and a half, seven percent, or whatever it was. So maybe it's not the Maldives this autumn, it's only Skegness. But whatever way it is, there is there is um, affordability out there for people, and there's a bit of confidence out. Good houses have continued to sell, but also there's just a bit of more. Right, let's do this, um, and maybe it's just quality over quantity. 
but and not all houses are getting interest but no. I'm, I'm confident in the market i'm good i'm good so i'm going to put my week at probably a, an 8.21 um which is um yes it's been good it's been good i mean i'm flying off the back of a decent august which is good and the sun's out and I'm enjoying it at the minute. I mean, it's a bloody challenge, yeah. isn't it? Look at these bloody wrinkles. I never had these when I was just a consultant and not an estate agent. Um, but it's good. No, it's it's good. So talk to me then. You were just saying there about um, there's some confidence and some activity going on in the market. Yeah. What What's bringing that about? And talk to me also about surveys, because I'm getting very twitchy surveyors and... Um, and you know, people who weren't Dr. Death turning into Dr. Death a bit, really. Um, I mean, one came in the other day, I said, This he said, This one's going to get down valued, isn't it? I said, Don't be the Grim Reaper, out you go. Um, I'm going to start playing the death march when they walk in the doors of the keys, if not careful. This is back to kind of when we were going into COVID and it was all doom and gloom, wasn't it? And you had to ban negative words, it only had to be yes. positive words. And I think we need to bring that back in. There's no negativity. So when your surveyor comes back in and you go, How did that go? Do lift them up, be positive. But I am finding that um, even if you've got a brand new gas boiler, even if you've regularly serviced your oil central heating system, because we've got quite a few with oil, um, mm. even if you've had your electrics checks three to four years ago and there's a little sticker on there, when the surveyor is going out, unless they physically have got that documentation in their hand, it's automatically being marked down to a three. Now, that is quite challenging when you've got, say, first-time buyers or you've got people that are a little bit risk-adverse or you've got mm. team in your office that haven't got an experience of reading an 82 or 115 page survey and they look at it and go, this is terrible, it's falling down. No, it's not. Look between, the, you, you, there's a lot more time and effort being taken at the moment. And um, I, I'm finding that the risk adverse people, if they see a three against a gas um, boiler, even though it's four years old, it's only because the surveyor hasn't seen that particular documentation. So I'm changing my narrative at the outset with properties. And, and it's actually, I'm going to come on to it about surveys in a minute, but I'm basically saying to my sellers, even though it's not a requirement, the buyers are likely, um, solicitors are likely to request a gas safety certificate and the electrical check. Just get it done. Get it done from the get-go. Find a solution, not a problem. It's a small price to pay. And yeah, there might be some advisories on your electrics because at the end of the day, when you move into a house, do you, you, you move in, you might get it checked at the outset and you do bugger all with your electrics unless something goes wrong, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you're, unless you're a landlord, you've got to keep on top of it every yeah. five years or change of tenant. But if it's your own home, you just go, oh, that's fine. That's fine, isn't it? It's no problem. Unless it keeps tripping and then you get your electrician. Yeah, so so actually just be give your sellers advice, the right advice. Now, quandary, okay, so I've got a couple of questions of the week, but the first question of the week for you is, do you advise your sellers to get a survey done at the outset if they've got an older property or one that you go, mm, not sure the roof is going to be up to much? Hmm, sure that's an interesting concept. I'd love to that. I think, that, I think it's well worth doing. Um, I would have that conversation, yes. So um, I've... Just with slightly count because there's a sale going through. But actually, I think I can talk about it on the podcast. So okay. property that had had some movement, that had been underpinned and sorted with a certificate of structural adequacy. Um, we also got a drain survey done with the, the cameras, you know, the CCTV cameras yeah. going into the drains and a report. And 
Then with Agreed to Sell, I was able to show this to viewers that they became a buyer, that when they sent the surveyor around, I could send them off with a certificate of structural adequacy, with all the information about the property being underpinned and the insurance against that, and a drainage survey. Um, and there was some work that needed to be done by, from that drainage survey, and photographs and another report when that work was done. So it was, um, it gave it meant the transparency, you gave confidence to the buyers. And I was working, I'm working with a very, very open minded, sensible seller who um, is working with me and taking advice. So mm. I do think it's um, it's well worth it, isn't it? But but it's that old adage, it's that old thing again, isn't it? That other agents say, no, no, don't worry about that. They might not yeah. pick up on it. Let's, um, uh, we'll just keep moving. We'll just keep moving and give it a go. Um, rather than, yeah, you need an EPC. Now we need a survey. Let's do the gas safety certificate. Let's do the energy. Uh, let's get the electric done. All of a sudden it's 300 quid to put your house on the market. So yeah. um, I get it. It's tricky, isn't it? And it would be lovely if it was one rule for everybody. But that transparency is what yeah. people demand in 2023. And we were all moaning about hips in 2006 or whatever it was. We're actually now, nearly 20 years later, I wish they were here. Yeah. I've, I've gone to three this week and I've advised all of them older properties. Do you know what? Get a survey done because it's your insurance policy and it's what you can use to renegotiate if you need to, because every single buyer is likely to have a survey. Yeah, yes. they, they just will. That's what it is. And and they assume, and the surveyor might say, it's £25,000 for a new roof. Well, you might have had a survey done and got a quote, and actually it's eighteen. So, so straight yes. away, it, it will save you money, or you are more informed to be able to make that decision that when the buyer comes along and says, I want £25,000 off or £20,000 off, you can go, actually... No, let, let's sit down and have a sensible chat because you've got your advice from your surveyor. We've got our advice from our surveyor and let's try and meet in the middle. And actually paying that upfront money to have the survey may well save you thousands of pounds at the other end. Yeah, that's yes. that's the advice I'm giving at the moment. That's quite good. Anyway, so, Martin, uh, oh, tough it. question of the week. OK, <laughs> mistakes. Oh, yes. Everybody makes them. Everybody makes them. OK, we are we are human. OK. However, how do you deal with them when you or somebody, because obviously I know that even though everyone makes mistakes, I'm sure that you don't. How do you deal <laughs> with it when you make a mistake? What, what's, what's it's the hard, point? isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think this is something that's changed for me as I've grown up. So I think, you know, every time I've made a mistake in the 20s, you try and blame somebody else or avoid it or just stick your head under the carpet and forget about it. <laughs> I hope no one there. Um, I remember as a Saturday lad, I don't want to tell you where or what, but I happened to make a big mistake when I was working um, for a supermarket because I left um, some frozen items outside of the freezer on the delivery and I shoved them in the following morning when I found them. Um, so people were ill because of it. Um, the first thing is to admit it, isn't it? I don't know where this is going, I'll be honest. Um, it's to admit it, isn't it? You've got to grab it. Right, okay, hands up, Gov. I've made a mistake. Own it. Own it, yes, own it. So you, you can actually do something about it, isn't it? So you can yeah. find, if you've made a mistake, admit it and head it off at the past, isn't yeah. it? Is that again, yeah. you know, eat the frog or meet the dragon at the thing or whatever it is that you would like to say <laughs> as trainers. Get in there early. If you made a mistake, grab it, get in there early, own it, yeah. and find a solution for it. So admission and then solution is, I think, important. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really good. I think also that you need to learn from your mistakes, don't you? Because then 
they also practice makes perfect, don't they? But actually, if you make a mistake, it's worth sometimes sitting down and going, do you know what went wrong? What can we learn from it? What would be even better? How can we do this better in the future? Yeah. But I think that's what you, you're saying. Think, wide shoulders, own it. Own it. I think, but also this goes on to, so in the market that we've got at the moment, some houses are getting lots of interest and, and, you fo- yeah. and you're busy, you're focused on them. But there will be the odd one of your stock that's perhaps gone the last two or three weeks without a viewing. And it might be the price is wrong. It might be that there's something that could tweak for the marketing. It might be something that you've not addressed about the property. Or actually, in this market, it could just be a little bit of bad luck. Um, yeah. But it comes back to that thing, doesn't it? They have that sixth sense that that if you wake up in the morning thinking about that vendor, you're pretty sure by half past nine they're on the telephone and push you on the back foot. Yeah. They have like a sixth sense, don't they? That you know, actually, that you should have called these people. Um, <laughs> And, do you know, I had that this week. And I'm not, it isn't a mistake. There's nothing a mistake. But I woke up the other day and I thought, I need to call this client. And I'm thinking, and the very fact that I'm thinking that means mm, there's a fair you know, chance that you know. she's going to be on yeah. the phone by half nine. So nine o'clock, I'm on the phone. And I'm asking, can I come around and have a cup of tea? Because, you know, the market's not quite performing as we'd hoped on your yeah. property. Can I come around and have a cup of tea? And their response was, why is there a problem? And I went, well, no, but I want you to look the whites in the eyes and be able to see. The, I wanted to tell you all the things that we've been doing to try and get a, a, a viewer. And we've not had the viewer at the moment, but I want to come and see you. She says, Martin, I'm fine. Absolutely fine. I know you're doing everything you've done. You talk to me once a week on the telephone. Um, keep talking to me once a week on the telephone, but I'm absolutely fine. And so actually going back to that own it thing that you were yeah. talking about there, just by being proactive and owning it in a difficult situation, if that's a mistake or something's gone wrong or something's not happening in the way that you want it to, makes such a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. But that's really interesting what you're saying, because you automatically assume that you're in trouble, don't they? Or there's, yes. a, there's a problem where they go, can I come see you? And you go, it's all right. I, everything you're doing is fine. And you just think, oh, my God, thank you. Because clients are quite demanding, yeah? Mm. We, we were discussing, weren't we, earlier this week about – do you know, there is so much that you have to do now before you even get a property onto the market. There is so much. And I've got a new lady that's working with me. And she said, I never realised how much you do before anybody or well, not before anyone hears about it, because we try and tell people that we've got something coming up. Good old fashioned estate agency picking up the phone. Um, but before it goes out onto the portals, she just said, I didn't realise how much time, effort, blood, sweat and tears that you spend before you've even come to the market. We covered <coughs> this on a previous show and we reckoned it was about a whole day's work. But I think it's more than that now because mm. there's so much more that you've got to put in place. And we automatically assume, don't we, that if a client is ringing us, it's bad news. But actually, it's not always that. Sometimes no. it's going, I know you're doing everything you possibly can do. It's just that we beat ourselves up, don't we? Yes, but this also comes back to something that we've talked about in different podcasts in the past, which I think is really important, is if you try and reinvent the wheel every single day, you leave yourself vulnerable. Where if yeah. you have processes in place and systemize your business and systemize the mm. client's experience. That's not trying to make one size fits all. We'll go back to that example. The lady turned around to me and said, Marcia, you ring me every week. But if it wasn't the fact that we had a vendor care system that means that I had that phone call every week, she was satisfied yeah. with that. She felt comfortable with that. And we've debated on here. And maybe in the market we've got at the moment, it needs to be more than once a week. But at the moment, 
if it's once a week, the once a week process saved me in that situation um, right. because I've systemized the business so that you're not trying to reinvent the wheel every single day. Because every day yeah. then doesn't start as a new. If you've got that systems in place to make sure that you're talking to people or doing things in the right way. In the same way, when you're launching a property to the market, you've got yeah. the systems in place so that everybody has exactly. the same experience. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's really, really important. So we were having a, a brainstorm yesterday in my team um, and we were talking about, do you know what? We have got some properties that aren't shifting. And we came up with 12 different ideas of, of things that we could do that some were from the, the toolkit from years ago that we've pulled out again. And some were new ideas that actually a price reduction wasn't the only way to reposition the house in the market, get more interest. And again, we've covered it on previous podcasts that just taking some new photos, that's not going to cut it. So we actually no went in a bit of a deeper dive down and we had 12 things and and that's quite interesting so i suggest that that our listeners have a have a bit of a brainstorm with the team and go do you know what, what do we used to do to create a bit of interest you know like property of the week yeah but that's a bit old hat isn't it so maybe drill down and go you know view of the week um you know yes. do you prefer this kitchen or that kitchen now, i know that's slightly difficult to be able to compare and contrast two clients properties but it gets people having a conversation and that's the whole point on social media um now i'd like to say as well okay so we have don't we parts a b and c that trading standards say that we have to put out uh, on our marketing particulars now being yeah. a bit of a sad estate agent i do like uh, not at a weekend so i'll pick out put this in i was waiting for my daughter and she missed the bus so i would have to wait it was a really hot day on sunday so i couldn't sit in the car like running because that's not very eco-friendly and it, i was so hot i won't say sweating like a pig but it was very hot so i thought i'll have a little walk around get my steps in so i had a little walk around one of the towns um that i'm in and it happened to have quite a lot of estate agents in so i thought i know i'll go and have a little look in the windows and see see how everyone kind of presents their properties because it's nice isn't it to see and there might be a tip or there might be something they're doing differently that you go oh that's a good idea oh my god there was about eight estate agents and only one was putting out the correct information now, going back to and what, what I mean by correct information is freehold, council tax, EPC, price. OK, yeah. so straightforward things. There were ones in there that had no prices on. Right. There were ones in there that had no tenure, no EPC. And I just thought, do you know what? We do so much to bring a property to the market. Why? would you fall at a hurdle that is so important that you tick that box why would you do do that and then and then not complete the information that you needed to do i just this is on the window, you're talking about this being on window cards right in window cards just on window cards so and these were a mix of corporate agents they were independents um a real variety and i just thought do you know what only one of those eight agents was actually getting it right and so they had the the tenure, the council tax band, they had and the EPC and the price all yeah. on their each window. Again. Would you yeah. have it? Would you? And I don't think you're not James Monroe from Head of Trading Standards, so we can't ask him. But if there's a QR code on the window card that led to a portal advert that had all that information on, would that be sufficient? No, it has to be displayed. Yeah, it has to be displayed. So, so I, I don't understand that we do so much work. So these agents obviously had had brought their properties to the market. They've obviously signed their clients up. They've invested time and money, but they're not getting the basics right. Yeah. 
So and it's really important. I just yeah, re revisit like you were talking about your procedures and your policies. Re revisit those. Have a look at what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing because we get everything else. We we have our PI cover, don't we? You know, we have to have our AML. You know, we're members of um, different bodies. It might be you know, whichever trade bodies out there. We have to do all these other things. We have to have our insurance in place. We have to pay our staff correctly. So why fall down at something as simple as not providing material information that that we're meant to? No, absolutely. Just a revisit. Just a revisit and a refresh and a refresh. I love that. So. I love that. Um, now, can I remember when we first saw this podcast, season one, we're now in season three, episode 32. Um, mm -hmm. And crikey, we still get lots of listeners each week, which is lovely. Um, we used to do Hack of the Week. Remember, Hack of the Week. Yes. Um, and you have taught me a hack this week, <laughs> which um, has blown my mind and will make such a massive difference. Please... Yeah share with our listeners okay so it's whatsapp and i'm sure some of you know already but martin didn't and often i'll say oh. something to martin he'll go oh i knew that already so if you are sending a message so i'm holding my phone out now obviously you won't be able to see because i've got the filter on to make me look younger um but um if you go into your whatsapp message and you type something so mine auto always auto corrects if i say for something for it always changes to fur as in fur tree right which is a real pain but so you can hold down the message, okay, and yeah. a little pop-up will come and it will say a variety of different things. But one of those is edit. Now, you can only do this, okay, before the other person's actually opened that message. But you can edit. So if you've sent something and you're meant to have put autumn and it's come up with something completely different, you can ed hold the button down, edit it, and put the correct text in, and then it will send it. Which is better because I've been re-reading them after I've sent them and then thought, oh, okay. and then put yep. a star and then retype yep. it. And it's it again, another star, retype. This is yep. far better. I love it. Those days are gone now. There's no stars I meant or anything like that. Yeah. So if you're quickly doing something or you talk and you use a little microphone to talk your text on WhatsApp, just if it's sent then and it doesn't look right, you can hold it down, you can edit it and you can make those amends. So that's our our top hack of the Another week. top tip yeah. of the week. So Grifter, tell me in your business, do you um, seek testimonials, reviews, that kind of thing? Yes, I do. But it's one of those things, isn't it, that sometimes you feel a bit bad asking for it because it's a bit like, or other times you go, oh, I've forgotten to ask. I'll send them an email and you get nothing back. Nothing back. Um, or we have a little um, business card with a QR code which links straight to our testimonial page. But we, you've come up with a framework, haven't you? Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to share this framework if anybody wants to come with me. But I think you have to systemize getting reviews in the same way that you systemize getting market appraisals or um, applicants. So that there is. So have a procedure time. for it. A procedure, a procedure for it. Yes, a procedure for it. Um, and that doesn't just rely on getting reviews at the very end of the process because everyone's up to their neck yeah. in boxes at that point. When are they at their most happiest? Is it when a seller feels really happy because they've really enjoyed the photographs? Right, let's have that there. A Google review can be updated as they're going through the process, which is another great thing that I think is really helpful and useful. So you're, the, you're saying you can ask for testimonials at any part of the journey, isn't it? 100%. 100%. And I would say the most successful is once you've agreed an offer. Yeah. Then they um, start to hate you again, don't they, on that curve? Then it becomes they like you. They're just glad to get you out of their lives by the end of it. Um, so... Um, I take this to a whole new level. I had a, I, as part of my procedure 
Um, I have been doing some framework, sending out questions to people, asking them about their experience, about why they chose us and that kind of thing. And I, I got a very helpful client who was particularly impressed to be able to put something in a magazine and she, she was quoted all the way through the magazine. Yeah. Um, and this brought another piece of business to me um, just because of that magazine entry. So it was there's lots and lots of really good ideas, but it's really important. I think social proofing now is a massive thing. And, and what you're saying about your kind of framework or checklist for testimonials was it was more of a story, wasn't it? It was actually yes. it's more of a um, how mm. did you feel when you exchanged? How did yes. how did Martin or how did Reed and Baum go that extra mile for you? Why did you choose them? Over Why did you choose? It's all those questions. Yeah. yeah. What was yeah, important did, to you? Yeah, and did they, what was the outstanding thing that they did? And it's it's turning the, all those questions and pointers, um, and it can be done in a, in a way where it doesn't feel like you're asking questions and that you haven't got a checklist and a procedure. It can be done in a much more natural way, can't it? Yes. Um, and, and then it's pulled into almost like a story that you can yeah. then use when you're going to a similar situation. It might be a probate that you're going to, and you can show an example where you've actually worked with that family for a period of time to be able to you know work through the grief and then and get to the the, the excitement at the other end yeah which is good so that's so quite important i think it is not just uh oh i'm glad you really enjoyed the service would you um mind doing as a review you won't ever get it um yeah and it's really really important really really important it's all about the heart well, isn't it and it's, it's about the heart and how people feel and actually martin did a great job in selling my house isn't the same as a something you can turn into a story exactly and Especially if you can get that on um, Google reviews, because if you get, we if you have somebody that's gone on there and put, we really like the photographs and the marketing that we've done when getting to the market. We've agreed the offer. Everything's working well. We've just agreed the offer, and at the end, we we were empathetic. Diddle, diddle, diddle. It just keeps adding to their own story on Google reviews, which I think is massively important. And what would be even better if? If you could get them on a video doing it. Yes, that is utopia. If you can do that, it will go stratospheric um, in on your social media, which is good. Uh, Griff, I've got a question for you. What did the drummer call his twin daughters? I don't know. What did the drummer call his twin daughters? And a one and a two. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think like I say, like I say every week, Martin's dad jokes will be out Christmas 2023. Which I must say, I did read. I think we is it a hundred days, just over a hundred days oh, until Christmas. We are right into this autumn market, but with the sun behind us. This is make or break time, isn't it? Because now people are putting their houses on the market to be moved by Christmas. Yes, now is really Christmas. Do well to get moved by Christmas, but there's Christmas music being played in my house this week. So yeah. I was surprised yeah. it's all Halloween stuff everywhere, and yet people are still walking around in shorts and crop tops, and it's you know it's bizarre, isn't it? And then Christmas yes. will be here in no time at all. So this week we've talked about testimonials and stories. We've talked about autumn being the make or break. We've talked about best and final bids and making mistakes and how you have to own them. But it's okay to make mistakes because we are only human. So don't make too many mistakes until we catch up with you next week. But we'll have more tips, tricks and checklists from the coalface. Have a good week. Take care. Oh, I'm ending it. Hang on. <laughs>